This podcast is part of the Saskatchewan Podcast Network. So visit saspodcastnetwork.com for more podcasts from local Saskatchewan talent. This episode is also brought to you by Sask Energy. Protect your home from carbon monoxide poisoning. And protect your home from carbon monoxide poisoning. Install an alarm on every floor of your home today. Check your vents and chimney regularly for debris. Carbon monoxide is created through combustion and can be toxic when inhaled. Flu-like symptoms, headaches, and dizziness are all signs of carbon monoxide poisoning. Have your fuel-burning appliances inspected annually. If you think your home is a carbon monoxide leak, leave your house immediately and call 911. Visit saskenergy.com for more information on carbon monoxide. This episode of We Make Movies is brought to you by the Ministry of Highways. Snowplows pull over every 10 to 15 kilometers for you to pass safely. Treat snowplows the same as you would an emergency vehicle. If a plow is pulled over and has flashing lights, slow to 60 kilometers and pass with caution. It's not a race, give some space. Pass snow plows safely. Check the Saskatchewan Highway hotline before traveling and visit saskatchewan.ca slash snowzone for more information. I want to ask you some questions. Don't make me bust you up, man. Would you care to step outside? All too easy. I count six shots. I count two guns. God speak, Spider-Man. It's quite cool. But your honor, I'm not done. Oh, shit. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of We Make Movies, the <laughs> show where two uh, film students and film pals talk about watching and sometimes making movies. Uh, I'm your host, Cam Baletsky, and uh, you're DJ. That's me. And um, we were missing for a long time. Nah, um, don't say that. Just gotta play it cool, I, like we didn't disappear off the map for weeks. You know, and you know what? Like, I think everyone that's like that listens as well, like, just kind of knows us and knows that we're fine. Like, we didn't like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like, oh, I wonder what these guys are up to. Like, nobody, nobody panicked. Like, nobody thought yeah, we yeah. kidnapped or died or anything like that. So, I that's a win in my books. Exactly. Um. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't. I don't really know. Like what this show is i guess like uh we don't really have a plan for this episode we're just gonna kind of hang out and and vibe and if you want to tag along that's that's cool too um yeah because like we're i don't know i don't know about you dj but like mm-hmm. i feel like my life is quite busy like <laughs> yeah i'd say the like, same uh, yeah be. yeah yeah so like i feel like you know it, it was for a second there i was like man i'm putting a lot of like energy and focus into the show and like it just kind of they needed like to take a step back and like kind of reevaluate like how i wanted to like approach it i guess yeah and um yeah i think like i don't know we're, we're just kind of kind of play by ear like i like i liked i liked how this show kind of started is that we we were just kind of hanging out and then i kind of like tried to double down on like the host aspect where i'm like oh i'm hosting a show and i gotta like present like entertainment but like mm-hmm. you just you just want to hang out then but in a, in a structured format and everything yeah yeah and like i don't i i, I like that mm-hmm. too but like i don't know i think we should i don't know, just go back to our roots simplify things i guess how it all started <laughs> yeah yeah we, we're not hiding under blankets uh anymore though i mean we can i got a blanket i totally here. Yeah, I just yeah, I totally it can <laughs> Yeah, I might do that. Hold on one second. It will really feel like the beginning. 
Like the first, very first day. Hold on a second. Get in the blanket. <laughs> yep. We're back, baby. Blankets and all. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess I have to join in now so you don't feel alone <laughs> <laughs> over there. I wonder, like, yeah, because I wonder it probably makes a big difference in sound quality. <laughs> uh, possibly. Probably. Um, it's not too loud or anything. Yeah, I don't know. We're, uh, we're just going to get a little <laughs> more intimate here. Um, hi, everybody. Welcome to uh, yeah, uh, the We Make Movies podcast. Um, I'm your ASMR host. Can you hear this? <laughs> Can you hear that? That's my eyebrow. Yeah, it's your eyebrow. What are you doing <laughs> with your eyebrow? <laughs> oh, I'm rubbing it. <laughs> I couldn't hear it. That's, <laughs> that's oh, okay. Uh, oh, never mind that then. Yeah, uh, fuck all that noise. <laughs> um, yeah, shit. Um, do you still uh, do you still watch movies? Oh, but I was gonna I was gonna say like a lot. But I don't even think I could say a lot, but a lot more than usual, I guess you could put it. Like lately you have been. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like I feel like I could be watching more, but I'm I'm kind of like happy with the amount that I've been watching recently. Like I'm making progress still on my yeah. giant list of movies to watch. So Holy shit. Mine never shrinks. It grows. <laughs> like 100%. Actually, it, it, like I only ever add something. Like I, I refuse added- to add for that purpose like i don't want it to keep growing i want it to like end and then i could like start anew you know oh shit okay okay yeah oh, feel okay. accomplished my, at mine is of out of control like I, i've had things <laughs> i've had things on my list for years that i still haven't watched yeah like, yeah me, i probably yeah i i haven't been um it's not about feeling the best about how much i've watched lately just because like I feel like when I have free time, I kind of just like I have I have friends that play Call of Duty and I sort of play Overwatch with Dieter. Oh, nice! Um, that's really fun. We've only played once, but um, Overwatch is a really good time. Haven't played it. I don't. I don't know if you. I don't know if you like really like cartoony like team based shooters. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's- no, I, I still haven't played it, but like. Eh, it depends i guess i haven't really played like a cartoony game since since i was probably like a kid but i'm sure it'd be fine like if you guys find it fun i'm sure i'd find it fun yeah shit like if it feels a lot more um like like there's chaos and like how cartoony it is i guess Mm -hmm. like it's um yeah like there's moments that almost felt like cinematic where there's like all you hear are like explosions and gunfire and you're just like oh holy shit like hold the line <laughs> brothers hold the line like that's how it feels to me and i'm just yeah. like like throwing bombs and like i need health and like Dieter's chucking me like a like a, like a health <laughs> bomb or something like that like you know it's all over the place it, it, it's pretty mm-hmm. cool but yeah so like i feel like yeah like i'll work in the evening and then I'll come home and like there'll be some people that play Call of Duty and then I'll just I'll play that for a few hours and I go to bed and then I, I I don't really make time for movies too often. And I definitely should because I miss it. The past yeah. few I've watched, I've been like, damn, I love movies. <laughs> you should just like make a, a commitment to like watch at least one movie before bed or something like that. You know, that's kind of like oh, yeah. what I try to do. Yeah, I was definitely I was doing that a lot when like 
quarantine was was rank and I really wasn't doing anything. Mm-hmm. Like I was doing like, yeah, I was trying to watch it like like one like once a day or like once like every other day or so. Mm-hmm. Um, like the past few that I have watched have I feel like I kind of tend like towards newer stuff too. There's a lot of old stuff on my list as well, but like I kind of just jump towards whatever's kind of like hottest and freshest at the time. Like, yeah. um, yeah, like I watched, uh, uh, if you're Palm Springs, maybe it's, uh, it about? yeah, you, you have Amazon prime, correct? Yeah, I do. Okay. Yeah. It's, um, it's the Andy Samberg and I think her name is, uh, Kristen Milotti. She was the mother on how I met your mother. I don't know if you've seen. Yeah. I've um, seen it. I've seen it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, her, and it's it's like a Groundhog Day movie. It's like uh, Andy Samberg is stuck in like this time loop, and he has to live mm. the same day over and over again. And yeah, okay, I've seen so a like, for it. okay, so like, I, I heard that, and I saw like, I saw a little bit of the trailer, and I was like, man, fuck this! I have seen this movie before. <laughs> like, I feel like I'm I feel like I'm watching the same movie over and over That's again. That's exactly like I like- what I was thinking when I saw the trailer, and that's yeah. why I had like no interest in it. <laughs> uh, no no interest at all but then yeah. i started hearing buzz people like word of mouth buzz like people were telling me dude palm springs is so good you gotta see it i think you should give it a shot okay uh what'd you like about it it's it's an hour and a half it's short sweet to the point like the movie doesn't waste your time at all it kind of gets into everything and also that like it's it's about two people that get stuck in this time loop together and it was like I haven't really seen that explored, and like they have like a relationship in this in this time loop, and I feel like the it the movie asks a lot more questions about like life and like why we're living, mm-hmm. and like yeah, because Andy Andy Samberg's character is stuck in the loop for a long time, like years and years, and he becomes kind of like a Zen master, you know, he's almost like. And like I've looked a lot into like um, uh, Buddhist practices because um, I had a, took a class on it last semester. Yeah, and I I was watching and I was like, man, like because it, it's not like the you know like the start of a movie where it's like like like, like a Groundhog Day type thing where they're like, wait, what's happening? Like you come into the story like years later, like this has already been an established thing, been, you know? Yeah, been happening and to if, him. Yeah, yeah, it feels like the movie kind of has rules, I guess, and it and it and it abides by that, and like the relationships that the movie explores as well. Like, I don't, know, it just, it, it all just felt a lot more fresh, like a, a lot fresher than it than it almost needed to be. I was like, wow, like they went, like they leaned into this movie with a lot more care and attention to kind of like the world that they're living in, yeah. like more so than other. Because, yeah, like I, I, like your your mom and your dog, they they've been in a Groundhog Day movie. Like they they're they like somebody's <laughs> somebody's seen one or produced one. Like they happen every ten minutes. I remember there was one I saw when I was a kid about this, about this kid that gets stuck in the last day of summer, and he's like, "Whoa, I just wish summer would never end." And then all of a sudden, <laughs> summer didn't end. He's like, "Whoa, what are we gonna do?" And it was it it, it was horrible. Okay, I was gonna say like I can't imagine like 
staying sane or even like staying alive having to live relive the same day over and over again for would you say like seven years (laughs) no i didn't say seven i i think i said several because it was like it's it's a long time like how could you do that but but if i was a kid and it was last day of summer maybe i could do it (laughs) because (laughs) that'd be pretty fun you can't you can't lie last because or not last day of summer what did you say was it last day of summer i think it was last day of summer yeah oh okay i was thinking more like like school out school is out you know like first day oh yeah it's like the it's like the day before school is about to start oh okay uh i mean hello still you can still have Uh, fun no, oh, but then then you couldn't like have like a sleepover at your buddy's house. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, you can't, you can't stay up late because it's a school night. No. Oh, that's well, terrible. That, that's that sounds that like would suck. This is <laughs> that that's what it is. It's like you're so close. You're so close to to summer being awesome, but it sucks. <laughs> yeah, nah that that is not the day of summer that I would want to relive no. over and over no, again. No, fuck that. <laughs> um, yeah, I like. Did you like Edge of Tomorrow? I think so. Yeah, I thought it was pretty entertaining. Like I, I watched it like a family barbecue, so <laughs> there was a lot going on while this movie was playing. Oh shit! And it like, was a long I, time ago, so I I don't really remember much. Yeah, I can't either because like I sat down to watch it, and mm-hmm. I, it just didn't really do a whole lot for me because I was like damn I have seen this movie I felt like it was like a retread of this concept and it just yeah like the setting was cool but there wasn't really anything about like this character's journey that interested me like I will say like Palm Springs is like the best Groundhog Day movie like I would say like it's the one I've enjoyed them it's the one that like took like the freshest angles towards this overused trope Interesting. Yeah. Have you seen Have you seen Happy Death Day? No, no, I haven't. It see that that's there's another one. See, yeah, we're just we're we're just (laughs) listing off like like more and more. Yeah. Well, I I I thought like I thought it it tried at least to kind of present the whole Groundhog Day thing in a sort of unique and different way. Yeah, like. Yeah, especially putting in like a slasher movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I like. I don't know. With, with this one, it felt like it, like it didn't try to like. Be like oh, the, uh, you know, like you know this type of movie. Here it is in a new setting. It's like it is kind of, yeah. Like you said, like we both said, it looked generic, but yeah. like it was, it was a lot more intricate in the way that the characters like conducting themselves okay. than than you would think initially. Uh-huh. And and like I said, it's an hour and a half. Like you're not wasting, you're not really wasting any time. No, as long as it's better than Groundhog Day, because remember, I didn't like Groundhog Day. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, def definitely, yeah. I I, okay. I would say so because, but I, yeah, I I don't know. Maybe maybe it's because I did walk in with such low expectations, and now that I've told you it was good, you're gonna walk in and like hate it probably. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe you need to be surprised by it. <laughs> One of these days, your recommendation is gonna is gonna impress me too, Cam. It's gonna it's gonna work out. <laughs> One Son of, of these beach. days. <laughs> this isn't fun anymore. <laughs> Why do you, I hang you, out with you? you? You'll get me one of these days. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> okay. Well. Okay. Well, this isn't it. This isn't. This oh, isn't okay. like. 
Well, no, I mean, like, it's fun. It's a lot of fun, yeah. but it's not like it's don't, not the thing that's gonna like go in thinking like I'm gonna come out like loving it or anything. Like, yeah, it's not gonna like it's not gonna floor you. Yeah, I would say it's just it's a good time. It's a solid fun time, and it's one that like I've I've still thought about it like since. Mm. And there's a song at the, at the beginning that's really good that I've listened to a bunch as well. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, well, it wasn't like the day where I was like, go watch Soul. It's the greatest thing I've ever seen. And then you were like, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> like, oh, no. Damn it. Well, I was like, I was like, I'm not really like into Pixar movies, but okay. <laughs> and I watched it. And I was like, yep, yeah, it was about what I expected. <laughs> but wouldn't, wouldn't you say it's a cut above Pixar? Like, at, like would you say it's like. It's like the it, animation, it, I would say. That's yeah, probably, like, yeah. probably some of the cleanest, like, it, like nice-looking animation that I've seen in a long time. So, Dude, it's incredible. That, I, just, sure. I just watched the video today, like, talking. There's, like, a video essay talking about mm-hmm. like, the ray tracing in the animation. Yeah. And, like, and how they use light in so many, like, for story purposes and for, like, just technical, like, cleanness. Yeah. And it's beautiful. Like I just, oh my god, I that movie is. I I could look at any frame of it and just like, like yeah. it's a painting, man. They're stepping their game up, but like this, I would, I can't see this being like another like Toy Story or you know like one of those real like classics. Like I don't think Soul's gonna go down as as a Pixar classic. I might be wrong, but I don't. I didn't feel that way when I watched it. I don't know. I feel like like maybe it's something people will look at later on. Like, but it's not just, it's not exactly like something you could like market to. You know, it's like oh, like the new Soul toy. You know, like mm-hmm. it's yeah, like it's. I don't know how many times like a kid is gonna want to watch it because like it is fun and colorful, but it's not like a you know, it's not like an Incredibles or a right. Uh, you know, Finding Nemo where you can buy like merchandise and stuff from it, like. So maybe it won't go down a classic like that, but like the themes that are in it, like, like still stick with me. Oh yeah. I would love to show a movie like that to my own kids. Oh my God. Yeah. It's just like, you know, that's a great, it's got great, like, I guess you could call it like life lessons, I guess. Well, yeah. Like it's all about, yeah. Like how he's, um, has to like appreciate, life for what it is like regardless of his accomplishments because you know your life isn't measured by your accomplishments it's measured by you know every moment you're alive yeah one of the things i think that it looks so nice is that um bradford young uh stepped in and and, like helped with the cinematography for soul uh who is he that? Did, that sounds, his he, name sounds familiar. Yeah, he did uh, Arrival, okay, uh, Most yeah. Violent, most violent Year, so, uh, Solo. Yeah. He, he's um, black cinematographer. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Are, yeah, how many um, black cinematographers are there? Um, he might be the only one that I know. Shit, that I know man. of. That's crazy. <laughs> I don't... That's why, like, when I – I don't even remember how I figured out he was black. Maybe I just, like – maybe I was watching Arrival and I was like, wow, the cinematography looks really great. Let me see who did it. And then a black dude popped up and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> no way. 
but yeah, yeah I don't was... I don't know any any like black cinematographers. It's all old white guys. <laughs> <laughs> For real though. Well, yeah, because I, I look up like African American cinematographers, and then it it just mm-hmm. says on there's a Pinterest thing that says five black cinematographers you should know. <laughs> wow, five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah, like that's like, what the fuck. Okay, yeah, it's, like, it's just a top five list. <laughs> The only five black cinematographers, too. <laughs> yeah, guess who? Uh, guess who's the first one to come up? <laughs> Bradford Young. Yeah, Bradford Young. Fuck, man, that's weird. Goddamn. Well, he is great at what he does, so good for him. Well, yeah, shit, he's made waves so far. Like working with Denis Villeneuve. Mm-hmm. Goddamn, Arrival looks beautiful. And even like, uh, say what you want about Solo. Solo looked good. Honestly, don't even remember. <laughs> did you did you see Solo? Yeah. I thought. Uh, I did thought, I? I I think I might have watched. No, I definitely watched like a bootleg version <laughs> of it. So you, you would so, not. Yeah, I would not know the quality, the true quality of the cinematography. No, no. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like there's. Uh, because like yeah the the video I watched about um Soul had mm-hmm. uh like clips from other things that Bradford done, Young has done and like yeah there's some scenes there's some shots of Donald Glover just like looking cool as hell and, like just all like slicking his cape and stuff like that and I was like yeah. yes this guy this guy knows how to make a cool dude look cool <laughs> nice um in Bruges. I want oh, to talk yeah. about this movie. You think <laughs> we haven't actually talked? Have we not talked about it? We we it was like a short talk. I think if I'm remembering right, like we just just over text probably. Yeah, it was over text, and the only thing I remember from that conversation is like you said that I was right. It was good, mm-hmm. and then you said. Um, and then you quoted that one scene where he's like, you're a fucking inanimate object. <laughs> <laughs> when he, he's smashing the phone, yeah. and that really long shot of him smashing it. She's like, that's a fucking inanimate object. Like, you're a fucking inanimate object. <laughs> oh, I blessed it out loud. I laughed out loud. And then, <laughs> she was and funny, then he apologized. And then he like apologizes. He's like, I'm sorry. I called you an inanimate Yeah. <laughs> Or like um the part where they're they're in like um that one building or whatever and he's gonna kill the one dude or he's trying to at least and then they're like making like a deal like okay like we'll run outside in like ten seconds and <laughs> and then you don't start oh, yeah. shooting until I hit the water or something like that. <laughs> yeah, and then like the that lady's like, Okay, I'm not moving and like they're both like gentlemen about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I won't say that like the whole movie made me laugh. Mm-hmm. Like, um, yeah, like I, I liked a lot of the characters. Um, the one thing I don't like about, um, Martin McDonough movies is that it just feels like there's a lot of meandering and there's a lot of people just like standing around arguing and then something will happen. Like I, I, I just didn't like, uh, that's the director, Martin McDonough. Yeah. The, yeah. The writer director okay yeah and like like three billboards like that movie looked beautiful i love the cinematography in it but 
man, I just I thought every character was an annoying asshole. <laughs> and I just it didn't grasp me at all, really. Whereas like um, within Bruges, like the the whole movie is meandering, but there's a purpose to it. Right. Mm-hmm. Like it does yeah. feel like it is a lot of well spent time exploring these characters and like it's not like the characters are almost like um like metaphors and like allegories for stuff like because like bruges is like purgatory right yeah and they're being and they're they're waiting to be sent to heaven or hell basically yeah i heard that theory it was really interesting yeah and it like it it, like elevated the movie to me Mm -hmm. because i was like oh yeah like that's like because there were scenes, some scenes that were, like, really long, and I was like, why are we just, like, bumming around while they're doing, like, a bunch of cocaine and, like, there's mm-hmm. this, like, r- racist dwarf guy? Like... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I just – if I was high when I watched it, and I just thoroughly <laughs> enjoyed it from start to finish. I was like um, – which part was I going to talk about now? Um shit i'm blanking out there's a it's it's, oh i what i really like appreciated the most from the film was the the twist for me like finding out like uh that one dude shot a kid oh (laughs) yeah yeah because i didn't see it coming yeah like why they added so much like death to the story for me at that moment and i was like wow Man, I I I didn't really care about anything that was going on up until then. I was like, mm. man, I like I was I was a little bored. I was like, yeah, it's it's just it's like yeah, like the stuff I had thought of Martin Madonna movies before. I I like I started this one and I was like, God damn it, they're just more meandering. They're just standing <laughs> around. This sucks. Yeah. And then yeah, and then once I was like, oh okay, yeah, there's a reason that there's a really important reason that they're there. There's a lot of little things I liked in it, like how, um, like what Ray Fiennes calls Brennan Gleason's character. And like, he's watching touch of evil. And mm-hmm. then the whole scene is a really long shot of him just on the phone. And Ouch. you picked up on that when you watched it. No, I read about it after. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's impressive. Cause I did not notice that. At all. Yeah. Because I, I remember like I was watching it and I was like, Oh nice. He's watching touch of evil. I know that movie. But then I didn't think of like like I read later. Yeah, it was like oh, it was like I don't think it was the exact scene of the long shot, but it was like the that he was watching. But like the movie just right. playing was a reference to that. Right. Yeah, and I was like oh shit. Yeah, I I connected now. But like like stuff like that, I'm like oh shit, I can like go back and like learn about something like a little detail in it that I didn't that I didn't pick up on at first. Like that's really cool. And, I feel like I should maybe like google some stuff about the movie i feel like since you're finding stuff like that that i didn't even know about that like that would really be nice to know yeah really totally like increase my appreciation even more for the film it's it, it set up like it's set up so nicely like everything that is brought about in the first act is knocked down in the third act like it, it just it plays out so well and yeah, they're like really tiny details. Even like um, he made fun of those uh, like those uh, fat people before, before they went up in the tower, and then later <laughs> they're hilarious. like, "Sorry, it's closed. It's my man had a heart attack up here." <laughs> uh, 
his like, character is so fucking funny. <laughs> oh man, I like Colin Farrell. I've always liked him. Mm-hmm. I think I think he's a funny dude. Like and uh, he can play like the cool, like sexy Colin Farrell, or he can be, he can play like a like a schlubby like. He can like get, he can get fat for a role and be like yeah. kind of a loser, oh, you know. Like <laughs> like, penguin, right? So. Yeah, yeah. Even like, um, have you seen the lobster? No, I haven't. That's a. It's a really weird. It's an odd movie. It's odd. Um, oh. but he's yeah. He him and him and Rachel Vice are in it. And they're really good. Um, and uh, uh Leah uh Sidu is that. Uh, <laughs> Who you know what I'm talking about? Um, <laughs> she was uh the Bond uh, like. Like the main Bond girl in Spectre, and she's gonna be in No Time to Die. No, I haven't seen Spectre. Uh oh shit. Um, I'm trying to. Uh, I've been blues. meaning to watch it, but I read up a few things about how like it's a kind of like a throwback to the original 007 movies, and I was like, well, that kind of makes me want to like go back and watch the original 007s before I watch this one, then, so I can like see that for myself. Okay, as a fan, like I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna lead this when I say this. Like I grew, like I, I really love James Bond, growing up. Yeah. So like by and the time I seen, like the old ones. Oh yeah. Oh man, I've seen every, I've seen all of them. Oh jeez. Um, I yeah, I've like the I I I saved up a bunch of money when I was a kid. I was like, oh my god, I have fifty dollars. I was like nine years old, and I was like, mm-hmm. I cannot believe I have all of this money in my possession. <laughs> like I like hung out with the money. I like I had a little special little box and I take it out right. (laughs) I was like, oh, and on a whim I blew all of my money buying James Bond DVDs. (laughs) (laughs) Like you got them all in a in a box set. I went to no, I went to them separately. I went to Blockbuster and I bought Uh like five. I they were ten bucks each, so I bought five movies, (laughs) and I did it, and I realized how how terrible of a mistake it was like after doing it like i was walking away with these dvds and i was like fuck man that was all of my money <laughs> <laughs> the 50 dollars you fell in love with was gone quick oh, man yeah but the cool thing is i still have those dvds to this day they're in my james bond section of my collection so like you know what i awesome. guess it wasn't the worst thing was sean Connery um, your favorite bond i okay like i he's the greatest one definitely like you know like he's he epitomizes bond but he's the but, og right yeah 100 percent. um but like daniel craig is 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 my bond man that guy is that guy's fucking awesome like nice. i yeah so like as as a fan walking into specter like I, I walked out of skyfall as like that one was way more of a of a throwback to the old movies because like the first like Casino Royale was brand new, it was hot and fresh. It was a new kind of Bond movie. Everyone loved it. We're like, yes, new era of Bond. But then, mm-hmm. but then Quantum of Solace was like, it was like more of the same, but like not as fun. It was like, oh, this is just not another Bourne movie, basically. You know, it didn't have mm-hmm. like the James Bond like pizzazz to it, right? Yeah. Skyfall brought like the modern era of action filmmaking together with the classic like flair of old bond and it's yeah. it is a damn perfect film skyfall like like as a james bond movie like it just it ties everything together perfectly the movie's brilliant wow. and <laughs> yeah very high i could i could 
I actually helped Brianna write. Brianna was in a spy media class, and I helped her write an essay on Skyfall. I wrote most oh, of no the essay because I was like, and I did it for fun. Like I was like, I was at work one day, and she was like, "Hey, what do you think about this?" And I sent her a fucking novel. Like I was like, <laughs> like I was, you know, like she she wrote like you know a thousand words or whatever, mm-hmm. but like I was like, I would like gush about it over a text, and she would like expand mm-hmm. on it essentially. Has she because, like, ha- has she at least seen the movie? herself oh yeah no we watched it together and then okay. i was like hey remember this thing and that thing she's like, oh yeah and i was just kind of like i was connecting the dots for her so that she could kind of mm-hmm. write it um yeah like i didn't write it for like i didn't take the reins on it but right. i was like her just absorbing me gush about it like it mm-hmm. ha- like helped get the wheels going you know because yeah, yeah it was she never yeah the assignment was really dumb it was like watch dr no and then watch skyfall and I was like, fuck, like, you're not going to get the vibe, like, at all. I had to the... watch Dr. No in uh, Christina's class. Oh, yeah. Chris- Christine, no. sorry. Christine Ramsey. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Sorry, I thought you meant uh, Story Nova. No, no. Um, yeah. Uh, we, I watched Dr. No with Brianna as well. It, uh, what, what did you think of it? I liked it because it was set in Jamaica. <laughs> and I, oh, sure. I, was, I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, I mean, obviously, like, the action sequences is very dated, but... They're awful. <laughs> I, think they're, <laughs> I think they're bad. There's scenes that are supposed to be at night, and they mm-hmm. very clearly shot them at the in the daytime and just lowered the aperture. Uh-huh. That's all they did. <laughs> But it's it's, oh. it's OG, so it's like you know you get that like sense of nostalgia, and you like you appreciate just watching. I feel know, like where, where I feel started. like the bet the best one that epitomizes the OG Bond movies is definitely mm-hmm. Goldfinger. Like that movie is so much. It like, gets a lot of fun, and it has like that like nostalgic feel to it. Mm-hmm. Where it's like Doctor No is just so boring. It, <laughs> it's boring like nothing happens people just like they just smoke cigarettes and like hit women and that's that's the entire movie fuck man like (laughs) i'm tired of this i don't i didn't want to watch i was halfway through and i was like i don't want to watch it you're wrong (laughs) right uh like there's still a, like there's a bit of that in in Goldfinger, but at least he, like you know there's, there's a colorful like villain. There's still there's still men hitting women in that movie too. Oh oh, the, the, there's a scene where oh there's little yeah word for word like Sean Connery's with a woman like he I don't even know I don't even know if uh, James Bond knew her name and he mm. like and then uh, an, a CIA buddy Felix Leiter walks up and he was like. Uh, he's a girl out in jail. The men are talking, and he smacks her on the ass and, she, and, and scoots her away. I was like, "Ooh, this is this is gross. This is really well, gross." Different times. Oh, different time. I found a compilation on YouTube of of Sean Connery, James Bond smacking women in all <laughs> in his in his ten movies. Oh shit! It's crazy. That's pretty funny, though. You gotta admit, <laughs> like, like to to watch it all together. I'm just like, wow! Like, there's just so like, yeah. It really. It also it doesn't go well together because he has. It's, you've heard that. Have you seen that interview with him or that no. lady's? I think it was um Barbara Walters. She was interviewing him, she, and she was like, "So uh, years ago, you said that um it's not uh, not a bad thing to hit a woman." 
you know, you hit them with, with an open hand, not a closed fist, right? So you don't break anything. You said that sometimes it's necessary. He was like, I still stand by that. I, I, <laughs> oh, no. I, uh, I think sometimes, uh, if, you know, if you give the woman a last word and it's, it's not enough and she wants to keep going. So then I, I think it's, it's perfectly acceptable to hit a woman. <laughs> That's... That's wild. <laughs> I cool. that. You look look this up, man. Look up Sean Connery. Like, like if you put Sean Connery hitting women, you'll either watch find a James Bond compilation. <laughs> compilation. I, I need to watch that compilation. <laughs> yeah, you'll either find a compilation or him talking about hitting women. It's not good. It's pretty, it's pretty rough. Um, Did he have a wife? I think he had a few. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't surprise me. Yeah, so walking out of Skyfall, that really complemented a lot of things from you know new and old Bond, and walking into Spectre, I, I was like, I was sorely disappointed. It's, mm-hmm. it it just it felt like it was almost tone deaf to, like what it had already done. Like it was, like the action in it is it is fairly good. There's a, there's a fight on a on a train that's awesome, um, with Dave Bautista. Yeah, but like, it's just—I don't know. I felt like there was a lot of—I um, know I've, I've put that word out meandering a lot. <laughs> it's another one. Like, yeah, I remember, like I felt like there was just like some of the shootouts were just kind of lazy, and and the, um, Christoph Waltz's character Blofeld. Oh well, I—I I don't know if that's a spoiler. He's revealed to be Blofeld, who's an old Bond villain. We've and been also, spoiling stuff, so. It's, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I guess if you hear us, if you hear us talk, start talking about a movie like and you haven't seen it, maybe just skip ahead, or you probably don't give a shit, so it's fine. Um, and uh, yeah, like it's, I don't know, it, it like it wasn't, it wasn't good. I I just I remember like not really feeling the type of nostalgia I felt for Skyfall, mm-hmm. and I was like, God damn, like this is the same team, like. You know, it yeah. was, it was, and it, it was, is it the same team for the new one coming out too? No, totally different. Okay. Yeah, because it, it's um Kerry Fukunaga that um right, that's doing, right. but I um I'm not sure who is doing the c- cinematography. He's credited Kerry Joji Fukunaga, huh? I don't know what the is this a middle name or something like that. Um, <laughs> yeah. I was I was bummed to hear that No Time to Die got pushed back to October again, mm. because I think it does. I think it looks. I think it's really good. Like I got like decent hopes for it at least. Yeah, the trailers looked good. Yeah, and it, and it really is supposed to be his final um, go at it. I think it's really funny that like he has been quite vocal about how he does not like um, he doesn't like making Bond movies anymore. Yeah, like he's you know, he's older, and he's just like tired of it. And I don't think he probably doesn't like the press. And he, you know, he's trying to raise a family, and he's in his fifties mm-hmm. now. It's hard on him. So like he was like, okay, I'll do one more, then I'm done with it. <laughs> but now it's been dragged out for so long. Like <laughs> how many date changes has it had? He's every time the date changes, he's like, oh fuck, I gotta do more. I gotta do wait wait to do more press for this. <laughs> like it's like he's being punished for not liking <laughs> playing Bond and now, he, now yeah, he probably. Through this. <laughs> just endless press for it. <laughs> a Bond movie. 
it's every, every time they man they were really geared up for a release in november it's crazy like they they pulled out at the last possible second for that and they lost all the, all that money on the marketing like every time you got like they got to cut a new trailer they got to put mm-hmm. out ads on youtube they got to make new posters like there's so many different things like the the budget for this is ballooned and i heard that they were shopping around to um studios to buy they're like i mean like streaming um, platforms they were like you know amazon netflix you guys want to you want to buy this from us and just get it off our hands basically nobody wanted to buy it they want 600 million dollars ah so so <laughs> i see yeah i that's what they said is apple approached them initially like last year Mm-hmm. and um and then yeah they said they gave him the price tag and they were like uh goodbye so then um <laughs> yeah so then they um then they got oh, fuck it we'll release it on our own because i'm pretty sure like mgm is the distributor but i'm pretty sure the broccolis still have the rights to it the broccolis oh shit okay yeah th- this is okay more more james bond lore jesus christ um <laughs> yeah like the rights were purchased from ian fleming like a long time uh-huh. ago, but like by this guy Albert Broccoli, and like okay. the rights, like he yeah he's just like a like a producer I guess, and like the rights for James Bond have just stayed in the Broccoli family, and I think his his daughter now is running it. Like she's like, they've kind of controlled like everything to do with James Bond in film, you know, for what fifty years now. Mm. It's yeah, Barbara Broccoli. That's her name. Yeah, it's, imagine it's, having the last name Broccoli. It's it's crazy. Yeah, like it, watch <laughs> next time you watch a James Bond movie, it'll like that. Look for the name Broccoli. It'll come up at the beginning. Is it spelled like Broccoli? It's spelled exactly like Broccoli. It's <laughs> oh, like you, you'll read it. You'll read it out, Broccoli. Man, you know i I didn't realize um, who the cinematographer was for No Time to Die. Who is it? It's Linus Sandgren never heard of this person motherfucker he did la la land first man no time okay to so die. he's good at his shit all right american hustle oh yeah yeah, this, What's jo- first man? Jo- yeah fuck <laughs> man yeah he's really good mm-hmm. shit okay cool okay. all right yeah so, so this is this is a good team like yeah. Ke- carrie fukunaga man um have you watched true detective no but I know you want me to. <laughs> I've wanted. Okay. Oh, hey. Maybe maybe that'll be the the one thing I recommend that you'll really like. Okay. Probably. Dude. Fucking. True Detective yeah. is like one of the all time greats, right? I I have said for the longest time it it was the greatest thing that was ever put to television. Okay. Uh, yeah. See, so yeah. like I've heard some. <laughs> <laughs> but like th- like because each season is like um, what's the word? You know, like you know, what I'm talking about. Um, each well, each season's different. It's like um, you know, it's not the same characters every time. It, like they kind of have their own stories like wrapped up. Oh, so it's like it's anthology. Anthology. That's the word I was looking for. I got um, you. Yeah, I think you think. Uh, um, yeah. So like the first season is about Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson, and it's incredible. Like their their story and their journey that they go through like lasts for decades, and it yeah. and like. And it takes, like in eight episodes, it takes you through so much. Like it's just a gorgeous story. It looks so good. In uh, in one episode in the middle, 
of the season, there's a crazy long shot. Like it goes on for so long. And wow. it's and it's like, yeah, it it's it's free like it caps off the episode so nicely. Yeah, and like all the performances are brilliant. Man, I think I think it's my favorite thing that Matthew McConaughey's ever been in. Well, they need to put that I guess that's an HBO show, hey. It is, uh, yes. I would need HBO Go because they don't have HBO Max for Canada yet, right? I don't. How are they? I didn't realize that they were that it wasn't in a lot of countries mm-hmm. until recently. I was like, well, what the fuck are they doing with the Snyder Cut then? How do they want? Like, why are they limiting <laughs> the audience? I, like, I don't know. I think like that's all supposed to get sorted out before the Snyder Cut drops, but I'm not well, sure. Well, yeah, they got it, man. folks if you thought that we were done talking about the snyder cut you were solely (laughs) wrong if we're just getting ready it hasn't released yet of course we're going to keep talking about it yeah (laughs) but wait um so okay go ahead um i I was gonna start probably talking about the snyder cut Um, yeah no I was going to say something about it too, but go ahead. Go first. Oh, shit. oh well, if you got something so important to say, why don't you say it? It'd be so great. <laughs> you coward. It's, it's, it might not be important. Okay. <laughs> just, just go ahead. Just go um, ahead. <laughs> do you think, would you rather watch it as four installments or would you rather watch it as a four-hour movie? Oh, four-hour movie, easily. But <laughs> I wanted them to do both. Like have the option for both because I feel like a four hour long movie is gonna turn away a lot of potential like um, viewers. A ton, yeah. And I, I don't know. I, I, regardless of how this turns out, I mm-hmm. would hope that it does well financially because yeah, then, like yeah, we, we a... need this to be like a big success. So like if you if you're losing viewers by just releasing a long four hour movie, which is what they're planning to do, then that's not good. That would be cool if you had, if so you that's had the I option. both. Yeah, so yeah, you could yeah. have like it split into four episodes, so you can watch if you, if you prefer that. So you don't have to sit through four hours. You do that if you're like me and you. We're like we don't care if it's four hours. We can watch the whole thing. Yeah, I I would want to watch it as as four hours at home. I mm-hmm. couldn't watch it as four hours in a theater. I would lose my mind. <laughs> I, yeah, true. I mean, like, it does get pretty uncomfortable just sitting in those seats for a long time. Man, I watched the the Two Towers extended cut at the theater, and there was a lady like a few seats to my left that like mm-hmm. put her jacket over her and curled up and started snoring. Like, I, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, God no. damn it, we still got two hours left with this movie, bitch. <laughs> no. I'll get to hear you snoring. <laughs> Should have got her booted. I'd be <sighs> mad. Yeah. I should have, I should have, but it 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 wasn't like it was it wasn't bad enough for me to be like, like you know, di- like it wasn't disruptive, but it was enough for me mm-hmm. to be like, God damn it, now I'm tired. <laughs> I want, yeah. yeah, I like, I don't know, I feel like, yeah, like that that's a little too much, but yeah, I'll, I'll you know, I, I want to watch it at home and like watch it for a couple hours and like make supper and then watch the last couple hours and are you not gonna watch it straight through? You coward! <laughs> you, you coward! <laughs> so I, that's what I'd be like. No, but that that would be me watching. Like with um with the Irishman, I watched mm-hmm. like an hour and a half one day, and like an hour and a half the next day. 
Wow. You know? And and I, I don't feel like I got the full experience from it, but also that movie's just boring as shit, so I don't really know if I what else I would gain from watching it. <laughs> Honest to God, I sat through the whole thing, and Holy I don't know how. Jesus I don't Christ. know why, but I sat through the whole thing straight. And it honestly didn't even feel like it was four hours when I was like watching it, or three hours, or however long it is. Yeah, I think it might have been three and a half or something like I, it that. Didn't, it didn't feel like that. It kind of just flew by. There's been some long movies that have felt that way for me when I've watched it. Like, uh, uh, what's that one movie called again? Uh, Dances with Wolves. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's pretty long. That one didn't feel long at all when I watched it. It felt like a breeze. So okay, well, how, a few movies like that. How did 2001 feel long to you? No, no. I think the first time I watched it, it did, but the second time, no. Yeah, same. It, it's only it's only two and a half hours long. Mm-hmm. But it does it does feel like it feels like a workout <laughs> to watch it. <laughs> yeah, because those older movies just you know their pacing is real slow. Yeah, there there are some scenes where I, in two thousand one where I really enjoyed the pacing, like when like when there's like a really long like docking scene and it has like mm-hmm. classical music playing. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's did weird. You like the classical music? I did. Yeah. I I feel I, like maybe back when it came out. And I was watching it back then, like it wouldn't bother me. But I feel like now, having heard that piece of music and a lot of different stuff, like it just it just comes off as goofy to me when I hear it in the movie. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I feel I feel like it was like majestic. I felt like you know these spaceships and like all mm-hmm. this like man made infrastructure, but with with such a majestic tone. Mm-hmm. I think I I'm pretty sure that was the intention. Like it feels like poetic to me. Well, you know what? Somebody needs to rescore the movie just for me and maybe that just would help <laughs> maybe that would help me like it more because well, would you rather that was definitely talk? an issue i had with it was the music i was like it just felt goofy because i've heard this music used in so many different like movies tv shows cartoons and parodies and stuff and it's just man i should look up oh man, I, I should give that a try i should try like I'll, I'll i'll go and download that scene and put like other music over it and see what fits like I'll put like mm. Tupac like over and like <laughs> oh no <laughs> or like uh um like like Biggie or like like oh I just think of hypnotize sugar the new herb as the six float down <laughs> yeah that might be pretty dope actually that's you what I'm saying that. that might be pretty cool actually I'll give that a try that's funny <laughs> it's like oh, a, um. Some pimp spaceship, just fine. <laughs> a big pimping on the spaceship. Um, damn, what do you think of all this uh, Ray Fisher uh, fighting? Uh, I don't know if I entirely still believe Ray. Hmm. What changed your mind? Completely. Uh. It's just the fact that this has been going on for so long now <laughs> and he hasn't said any details about like any of the stuff that he claims he like went through, right? He's not saying who did what and what they did. And so like we're always kept in the dark and he's always being cryptic and it's just like at this point it's like man say something. <laughs> 
come yeah, out damn, and okay, feel that's... something, you know? Like otherwise really it just point. just might seem like you're just a, you're kind of crazy and you're just causing shit just to cause shit. You know? God so, damn, I never I never thought about that. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that's just how it feels at this point. And but yeah, I well, I didn't realize that yeah. he said like like he said nothing. Like and people have asked him about what's mm-hmm. happened, he's, he's he just hasn't. He's been like, oh, I can't can't respond or whatever. Like, is... I think like the only thing he said one point was that uh, his skin color was changed or being manipulated in post production, and he felt that that was racist. Well, he said, yeah, he said Jeff Johns was racist. Mm-hmm. Like, like how they're making him like him like like whiter in post production or like is that what you mean? Yeah, maybe like brightening up mm. his skin color and. He took offense to that but like people say that like that's a common practice when you're color grading film is to like play around with skin tones and stuff so yeah okay so do you think yeah so do you think he was misinterpreting that because he's a theater actor and he's never been really involved with movies or like could be i don't like he must have he walked into this world like this this world of hollywood and Mm -hmm. he saw some things that made him reject it all right that's what entices me so much i'm like what like but like i don't i'm just kind of giving the benefit of the doubt because like he must have seen some and experienced some shit right that was it's it's either it's true a hundred percent or he's crazy it's one or the other (laughs) i don't know i i i don't i don't feel like this is a crazy person yeah like same. Sh- shouting into the like I, I i feel like even yeah he, okay so i he is cryptic about it i guess and he mm-hmm. probably like if, if he wants to start like laying down some haymakers he should probably say what's up because he mm-hmm. went for he went for hamada he went for the top is he he's the is he like the um like the what like the kevin feige of uh of the dc or is, or is he more like the he is he the ceo of, of wb can't remember Who? the hamada yeah he's the ceo i'm pretty sure like of just of the movie stuff or like or, or just of like i don't know i don't even know what i'm asking but like he's is he top of the food chain Warner brothers pictures ceo oh holy fuck okay because i just heard pretty about sure. this guy like i i never heard of i never heard of him before mm-hmm. this ray fisher stuff so i was like is this guy a big deal is that why he's <laughs> Holy fuck! So yeah, so he went for Hamada and was like, "I'm not gonna, I won't work with anything that he produces, which is everything." Mm. So then, yeah, like, but then he still didn't say what was going on, so he probably didn't help his case. Wait a second. Uh, it says the CEO is Ann Sarnoff. Okay. All right. Okay, so who is Hamada? Who is Hamada? Answer me, Google. Who is Hamada? President of DC Films. Okay, so not okay. There we go. All right, he's not the big gun at Warner Brothers, but oh, so he's like the he's like the Kathleen Kennedy of the of the DC universe. Yeah. Ah, okay, okay. There we go. Okay, still, still top cheese around the (laughs) around Mm -hmm. the Warner Brothers lot. Goddamn, the toppest of cheese. (laughs) <laughs> All right, hand me your top cheese, sir. Hand you Hamada. Um, <laughs> Hamada talks like that. I know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Shit. I don't know. I'm. I'm in. I'm interested to see like how this plays out because like, 
yeah, he hasn't backed down. He's going to be very vocal about this. Like, he, you know, he put his career on the back burner for all this. I don't I, I don't I don't feel like he's going to be like cast away from Hollywood. Like he's obviously he's a talented actor. He's a likable dude. Mm-hmm. I I feel like yeah, he maybe maybe he you know will have a better time with like indie films. Maybe he'll make you know start making like stuff with A24 or like yeah, win an Oscar. Like I feel I don't like he think could his do his career is entirely dead. No, no, especially like distancing yourself away from all of the bullshit and drama that has surrounded the DCEU. I think maybe that's probably good for him because, like, look at all these fucking look at all these goofballs that are that are involved in there right now. So mm-hmm. Ezra Miller was like on video choking a woman at a bar. <laughs> did you see, did you see that? I have seen that video. That's fucked. Why is he not fired from the Flash? I don't understand. I don't understand. Did they ever like figure out if he was just if they were just fucking around or if he was I, seriously choking this woman? I out? never, I never heard a fucking thing about it. I'm so, I'm like, that just floors me. I just, I don't understand. I don't understand how that works. Because... I mean, it's a good thing though because continuity is is important. Fuck. Okay, he's he's terrible as the Flash. Okay, <laughs> so like, I was like. Okay, right. There's this video out now. Okay, now we have proof that he's a son of a bitch. Okay, <laughs> like let's stop putting him in movies. Okay, okay like, it he was bad in the Whedon cut, but we don't know what he's gonna be like in the Snyder cut. Ugh, There's I, a chance. I don't know. Could be a I don't lot know. better because he he won't be he won't be that over the top jokey guy that he was in in Joss Whedon's version I'm pretty sure. Okay, so then what what about Jesse Eisenberg at BBS, huh? That annoying little rat <laughs> that was that was I in that. I love Jesse Eisenberg. He's like Did you really? Yeah. Fuck, Absolutely. man. I really I I don't enjoy him. I I don't enjoy his little his little noises that he makes that, and just that's the way that the he only talks. That's the thing about it that I didn't like was his little noises that he would do. Oh god. I, yeah, I it gets annoying and it doesn't really make sense why someone like Lex Luthor would be like that. I think he's trying to do like a character tick or something like that. Almost like the Joker yeah. looking at his lips. But like, I don't know. I, I still, I still <laughs> really, I really, really dig him as Lex Luthor. The last time I watched this, the ultimate cut, I was mm-hmm. like, man, this guy sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I Jesse Eisenberg oh. doesn't suck. No, I feel like I just feel like the interpretation of the character sucks. I feel like really? Lex, I, I, he's not, he doesn't threaten me. Like watching him on screen, I'm like, he's just a sad little weasel. Like, what, <laughs> like, like looking for, uh, like, so, okay, like Gene Hackman is Lex Luthor. He's like, he's, you can kind of tell how he can kind of lead a team, right? He's charismatic, you know? Mm-hmm. He's like, he's kind of bumbling, but like, you can, you know, he, he has, very selfish motives and he you know you can kind of see how you you can have underlings or whatever i can't i can't imagine a a room full of people that like you like the legion of doom like a room full of people respecting that little runt that that's that's like what, what i find so threatening about him is that he seems like the type of person you can't outsmart ever so like that's what I feel it makes him so dangerous. He's he, he's always smarter than everybody else. 
I, you know what I mean? I, I feel like he kind of just fucks around and gets lucky. He's <laughs> like, let me just try this shit in this spaceship. Oh, hey, I made a big monster that can kill Superman. No, he didn't know what he was doing His in there. first encounter against Superman and he killed him. <laughs> but like, yeah, because he, like, if that ship wasn't there, he would not have beaten Su- Superman. If, they, if for some reason they like moved that, I don't know what, like, they probably should have moved that thing what out of the mean? middle of the city. But like I don't know I don't I don't feel like he would have like I I feel like he, like did he know that he was gonna make Doomsday in there I feel like he was like that was that was the backup plan so like that's what I mean like he he had a backup plan <laughs> like why would he he's so he's that smart he's just always one step ahead and it's just, I don't know I don't I, know I I, I I really dug his interpretation of <laughs> and okay. it is comic book accurate because some people say it's not but it is i don't know i mean okay imagine if you imagine that and you look at lex him and jesse eisenberg look exactly like okay imagine if that little bastard yeah gets in like a big mech suit with like kryptonite in and fight <laughs> superman okay i can't fucking see it i don't want to see it don't do fact. it they don't have to do it <laughs> But like, I want to see that at some point, you know. Like, I want to see Lex Lex Luthor get to that level. I want a Lex Luthor that I can be like, oh my god. Yeah. Like, I like I I I want it to be like, like almost like cold and calculated. You know, you ever seen like the old um? Yeah, uh, that's what, what he's like, becoming though. May, okay, <laughs> may, maybe I want to see like more a, of him. Yeah, this is like his origin, right? Maybe I want to see more of him, and I want to see because he's not even wanna... bald in this movie yet until the very end. Yeah, well, do they still do that in prisons? Do they shave your head when you when you go into prison? I don't Maybe, feel like that's I a don't thing. know. At I don't Arkham, know. At Arkham though, he was at Arkham. I or no, he was getting transferred to Arkham. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I yeah. don't know. I guess it was a prison at first, and then he was getting transferred. Yeah. Yeah. Man, well, Batman. Batman beat up the security guards just to just to talk to Lex Luthor. No, no, he didn't. No, he didn't. Didn't he? What happened? What happened to those security guards then? You tell me <laughs> I, what he did with I them. mean, I didn't hear any sounds of anybody getting beat up. <laughs> I because just he's Batman. That, I just assumed that they were like in on it. How would it, what would he pay them? That, that, like, would would he like... awesome, right? that prison that he was at, that was hey, awesome. Hey, can and I like just, here's fifty bucks, can you just go to the other room for a minute? Everybody please? all the law enforcement in Gotham already know about the Batman, so it's like if he came no, they, by he was like I'm gonna come through and talk to Lex. <laughs> no, they'd shoot at him like they did. They, they, they did the first time they saw no, him. They'd be like, the holy one, shit, what's happening? One, I'm so scared. The one dumb dude was shooting at him. The one seemed like he was like new at his job because the other dude was like, "Don't shoot the good guys." Oh, so, okay, okay, yeah. And I was Jim under the Gordon, impression that like obviously they have a relationship. Yeah, but I always thought that was always kind of like under the table, you know. Like it's not like he's like I'm going to my my nine o'clock meeting with Batman. Like it's kind of like he's going. <laughs> I up mean, there on his own. I don't know how you can keep it under the table when you have a bat signal on your oh, on the top right. of your police truck. <laughs> I forgot there's a bat signal in this. I for, totally forgot there's even a bat signal at all. I think people would question that. <laughs> well, yeah, I I was thinking almost like Dark Knight type. I thought like. Because like that's kind of how the the relationship was in that one, like mm. in um I guess maybe maybe more so in Batman Begins he's in on in, you know in the Dark Knight but like I always felt like they were just kind of like 
you know yeah they, like i think that's like they start off that way kind of like under yeah the radar. like the police don't really fully trust him man that's what that's another thing i'm so excited about with the batman like mm-hmm. watch like watching batman just walk into a crime scene like all the cops are like yeah batman's here God, oh man! Like I, I want him see. I want I want to see him be like a real detective. You know, like you like oh, you don't see I a think whole. We're bunch definitely of that. gonna see that in this movie. God damn! Yeah. I have no doubts. <laughs> I want some better Batman stuff in um, Snyder Cut as well because mm-hmm. damn, there's okay. Yeah, there's there's another thing, like with the list of goofballs that are on the DCEU. Like so, like yeah, yeah like the, there's Miller shit. Um, the drama, the Ray Fisher. Ben Affleck's alcohol. Oh, oh yeah, uh, Amber Amber Heard in Aquaman. Yeah, that's a whole other thing. I'm not gonna get into that. Um, and uh, Ben Affleck's alcoholism, uh, Henry Cavill's mustache. Uh, people, <laughs> we, we don't even know if he's <laughs> all these debacles, man. <laughs> yeah, like we don't even know if Henry Cavill is still Superman. Like he, like he won't comment on it. He like he. It's oh fuck. It's weird. Jeff Johns it's can't write a movie. Being super weird about it. Super weird. It, it's so I don't. They should be making Superman movies left, right, and center, man. I don't understand. Um, the you, you how you put it. You said Jeff Johns couldn't write a movie to save his life, <laughs> which which is true. Wonder Woman eighty four. Way to just expose me, man. Well, okay. <laughs> I was gonna say. I don't care. Say it. I was I was gonna say it, but I I didn't want to take credit for your hilarious line. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Oh, he's like, wait, is Jeff, if Jeff Johns is listening right now, we have bigger problems on our hands. Okay. <laughs> You're right. You're right. <laughs> oh fuck around. Um. Yeah. So it's just like yeah. So Ray Fisher like getting out of the way. Oh, sorry, I'm going really back on the far back of the conversation but ray fisher getting out of the way of all that drama I, you know what maybe it's even a smart move mm-hmm. oh <sighs> sucks just you know if there was ever going to be a continuation of the snyderverse he can't be a part of it anymore it yeah no it it does suck and like maybe they get someone else to play cyborg maybe they just don't have any more cyborg and maybe Ray Fisher does bigger and better things, you know? Like, yeah, hopefully. but, like, he's crucial to, like, the dark side story, right? It's Cyborg is? Yeah. Because oh, so? he's made out of a mother box, right? So. Mm. Oh, yeah. Son of a bitch. Yeah, you're right. I, see, yeah, I, I forgot about that. I, I, mm. this stuff. <laughs> Otherwise, oh, I would man. agree with you. You could just get rid of him and be like, nobody wanted Cyborg. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the original yeah. Justice League in the first place. So. Oh, my God. Remember... <laughs> Remember Cyborg 2020? That was good. We were going to have a Cyborg movie last yeah, year. Yeah. God damn. I feel like. I knew that I, shit wasn't going to happen when they. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, like all the, all the things they you know, like, they're like, we're going to have six Aquaman movies and, and a Cyborg movie. Wonder Woman's getting movie every year for the next 20 years. And we're, it's like a little kid that's like drawing. And we're like, okay. Yeah. yeah sure thing. Little, little guy. Sure thing. Sure, sure thing, great. Jeff. It's a great analogy, Jeff. You just you just keep on drawing, yeah. <laughs> we we love what you're doing over here, um. And yeah, because no, n- none of that shit was gonna happen. <laughs> um, I don't know. What's, yeah, I I kind of want to see what this Batman thing is all about with um the Flash, because yeah, I'm completely like, like uninvested in the DCU now. I was of, I, <laughs> well because oh, of a lot of things, but most recently oh, Wonder God. Woman. 
I I was excited for that Flash thing because they mm-hmm. they made it like a big deal, and then months later they were like, oh, so like Michael Keaton's role was greatly exaggerated. <laughs> not, you know, he's not in that much. And I was like, why didn't you say this at the time when people were talking about this? Like, uh-huh. what's happening right now? Uh-huh. Why are you going back on this? Fuck me. And Ray Fisher's oh. being written written out of the movie now. He's written out. He's oh God, God damn it! What a what a horrible mess. <laughs> <laughs> like, the DCU is just terrible, man. It's <laughs> <laughs> it's just disaster after fucking disaster. <laughs> like the fact that I'm trying to think of like drama I can think of with the MCU, yeah. and the only thing I can really think of is like Edgar Wright's, you know, kind of failed Ant Man movie, and which uh, was- and uh, Patty Jenkins with Thor. Oh yeah, I didn't even know about that. She was gonna make mm-hmm. Thor. Yeah, she was gonna do a Thor movie. I remember there was a lot of people on that list for Thor. It somehow landed on Kenneth Branagh. I don't know how that happened, but like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I also I heard even for Wonder Woman, she had been developing it for a long time, and I heard they went through thirty scripts or they commissioned thirty scripts from like thirty different people. Wow. And I thought. And that's the draft you ended up on, <laughs> <laughs> right? Weird, oh, really she, weird. she just, yeah, she she thought she was doing something, but she really wasn't. <laughs> you know what? If if I if I gave a shit about this Rogue Squadron movie, I would I would be worried. Yeah, but that's the the Star Wars universe is another one that I'm not really wholly invested in either. That's a whole whole other thing. <laughs> Yeah, Mandalorian's the only thing keeping this bitch afloat. <laughs> um, okay, we haven't talked about that, but you know what? We've been talking for an hour. I think, I think maybe we'll come back around to the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Shit. That could be. Oh, that could be like its own thing because we could talk. I could talk about that last episode for days. Yeah, because we haven't talked about it on the podcast. We haven't. Ah. Okay. 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 All right. Well, yeah, we'll co- we'll come back to it. Okay, fuck right. um well shit man uh yeah like i, I our, our recording's kind of broken up so i'm not exactly sure how long we've recorded for but um <laughs> seems like an hour hour and a half yeah yeah that's uh that's how it usually goes mm-hmm. I, yeah i don't, don't need another three hour star wars talk episode <laughs> oh, that's a fantastic uh, episode it was epic <laughs> it's so good and nobody listened to it <laughs> I pour I pour my heart and soul and like like I remember Brianna I think she mm-hmm. she went to work or something like that and she yeah. came back and she's like wow you guys are still recording <laughs> <laughs> you were at my house like all night it was <laughs> it was, it was an epic episode I had people so didn't much watch fun. they missed the fuck I, out because like we went had, through like the entire Star Wars. I had a stupid amount of fun. Like I should not have had that much fun. I've never like really been able to let go and talk about Star Wars for that long. Oh, God damn. Well, I mean, you had fun until we started talking about the Last Jedi. That yeah, that was. Fun. Yeah, yeah. Had we? Yeah, had Rise of. Have we talked about Rise of Skywalker? Was that before? I think it was before. It was before. But yeah, I, I, I was predicting that it was going to be a disaster. Yes. <laughs> yeah. If Rise of Skywalker was out, that would have been a four-hour episode. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, we're still threatening to do our. You know, I bet we could do a commentary track, and then I could just kind of cut together the best bits. I think and put it as like a YouTube video that people can watch or something like that. Yeah. That, that might be, that might be kind of fun. 
Hot yeah, drinks. Fuck. <laughs> Bazinga. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> we, we ain't doing Sheldon over here. The young Sheldon. Um, <laughs> Why uh, so specific? <laughs> Does he say Bazinga in the show? If someone yeah. watches young, have you have you seen Young Sheldon? No, I haven't. If someone watches Young Sheldon, can you let us know if he says Bazinga in the show? <laughs> I wouldn't. I don't want to look into it because it looks it looks horrible. Um, okay, shit, man. Well, because like I don't know, like is there like a bazinga like origin? Is there like did he? <laughs> did something happen to him in the show, and then he like, you know, what I'm talking about <laughs> bazinga. He's just like, that's a perfect word. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. This is gonna be my catchphrase. Fuck yeah, fuck that, and <laughs> and Chuck Lorre's new show. Um. Okay, man. Let's wrap shit up. All right. Um, thanks for thanks for tuning into another episode, everybody. Um, we just kind of vomited all of that out. Um, <laughs> hey, this is what we wanted. Just like yeah, yeah, no. just chilling, talking. Hundred percent. Yeah, and like, uh, thanks for anyone that's gonna join in on us as well. Like, uh, you know, we're part of the we're still part of the Saskatchewan Podcast Network. Like, and check out other cool stuff there. To, like to chill out and just. Yeah, let's just like just take the next uh, next bit uh, a little easier, you know. Like let's we had a we had a really crazy year. We had, like there's so many things that I still want to talk with you about for movies. Mm-hmm, yeah, same. That we haven't even touched on yet. So like, yeah, let's let, let's catch up. Let's uh, let's all we're all in, in this together. Hundred percent. Okay, fuck yeah. Uh, where where can we uh, where can we find you on the interwebs? You can find me on Instagram at DJ Carnegie. And my YouTube channel is also DJ Carnegie. Ooh, um, do, do, <laughs> uh, uh, what? What's your What's your letterbox name too? Oh, uh, is that or is that or is that one? Because uh, you you have a you have a very famous um, take, uh, take a while. Greatest... Yes. Is it, is it oh wait, Carnegie? wait. What were you gonna say? You were gonna promote no, my I was list? Just, I was gonna promote your list. DJ's got a really crazy greatest movies of all time list. You should check out his letterbox. Isn't it just fucking epic? <laughs> There's 312 movies on that list. Yeah. Oh my. Well, I guess be- I guess it's it's expanded to like include my favorite movies as well. So not necessarily like movies I think are the greatest. Just like my. Oh favorite. yeah. Because yeah. like movies like Mr. and Mrs. Smith is on there, <laughs> and like no fuck around. I think the first Transformers too. So, yeah. Nice. Okay. Yeah. So it's a lot of good movies for a lot of good times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is what I hear. Okay, I, Hell I, yeah. you can't find a bad movie in this. No, good. I started to make um, my greatest action movies list on my Letterboxd. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Um, I don't know if I'm gonna keep adding. I think I, I kind of I sat there one night and I kind of ran, kind of ran dry. I was like, I cannot think of another good action movie right now. I put them all down right now. So, uh, you so can you're check that. It's it's the completed list for the time being. I, for the time being, it's a it's a damn close to a complete list as it can be. Okay. Um, check yeah, that. you can you can uh, you can find me there at Cam B one two three. I don't remember making that. That's such a great name. Fuck. I should... <laughs> wow. There you go. I'm on uh, Instagram at Cam Yeah, uh, you can follow us at uh, We Make Movies Pod. 
on uh, Twitter and Instagram? Uh, my letterbox is D Carnegie seven. Ooh, okay. Hell yeah! yeah. A little, so, little change up there. A little change. Drop the J. Added a seven. Ooh, just the D. <laughs> All you need is the D. <laughs> Amen. Big D over here. Uh, okay, fuck around. Well, I hope everybody um had a good uh. 2020 as good as it could be i hope you have a good uh 2021 as well happy new year y'all happy new year y'all happy um new president time um got uh, lots of crazy shit ahead of us that's for sure oh yeah oh yeah okay all right peace out peace This podcast is part of the Saskatchewan Podcast Network. So visit saspodcastnetwork.com for more podcasts from local Saskatchewan talent.